Welcome to the Filipino American Women Project, a podcast show that shares stories and life lessons told by individuals living or have lived in America that are of Filipino descent and identify as female. I'm your host, Jen Amos, a fellow Filipino American woman, and I'm excited for you to join us. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Jen Amos here with the Filipino American Woman Project. And as always, I have my incredible co-host with me, Nani Dominguez. Nani, welcome back. Hey, everyone. And we are still all in lockdown. So I thought I'd check in with you, Nani. How's everything going with the coronavirus on your end? I'm doing better. I think my mental state is just starting to settle and come back to reality and realize that my life really hasn't changed that much. And I'm super, super grateful for that. So yeah, my heart is more now with the people that are on the front lines dealing with this. And that includes all the people that have tested positive for it or are waiting on their results and are just scared. So also want to just acknowledge that. But other than that, I think that I'm starting to finally accept that this is going to be the new normal for a while and just trying to adapt, I guess, like everybody else. On our end, I sort of feel fortunate because I just found out in San Diego, people are like just straight up not allowed to go on the beaches. Like they are like policing the areas and making sure people aren't just like out and about. And my husband and I, we were on the beach twice today, (laughs) like over here in, in Virginia Beach. So I feel like they're not as strict on that yet. And I think, you know, my husband's like, oh, it's just a matter of time. So I think we're trying to enjoy the springtime, you know, as much as we can outdoors, you know, before they order us to really stay in. I know in Madrid, we have our friend Kay Fabella there, and her and her husband are literally like not allowed to leave their home. In fact, they have drones like flying around town, just policing people. And she was telling me, she's like, oh, you're so lucky that you have a dog because like, that's the only excuse like that we can go out for is to take our dog out, you know? And and I was like, oh man, like I didn't realize, you know, I was here thinking that my dog is my ball and chain. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm thinking like, okay, cool. Like that's my way. That's my way out. Like if anything does happen here. But all in all, I think, you know, my husband and I were doing well on our end. And since we both work from home, it doesn't feel too different other than when we do go out, like, you know, all the restaurants are closed, all the non-essentials are closed. And the grocery stores just always have like empty shelves (laughs) by the time we get there. So it's quite interesting. And like you said, this is a new normal that we're all getting adjusted to, which is why I think it's important for us to, you know, check in and share what this experience has been like for us so far. And, you know, just letting everyone know that we're all in this together. Yes. Yes. So with that said, Nani, we have a guest on our show and uh, not just any guest, but the last guest for our season for the Filipino American Woman Project before we go on a, a long spring break you know, because the coronavirus has affected us too. (laughs) Um, I'm just kidding. No, we actually were planning on doing this for some time now. And we do plan on coming back in the summer with bigger plans. We are going to have one more episode to wrap up this season. And it's going to be fun because Nani and I are going to be drinking together again. (laughs) Again. Lucky you guys. (laughs) Yeah. So you're going to enjoy that soon enough. But let's go ahead and introduce the final guest for our season. Nani, would you you like to introduce our final guest onto the show? Yes. So for our grand finale, to wrap up the season today, we have with us Janelle Mariano, daughter of immigrants, a higher education professional, and a reality TV enthusiast. Janelle, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Yes, we're so happy to have you. And a little background on Janelle. We actually met her in person back in December of 2019 at our first live event in Oakland, California. And she had used a Finsta to engage with us on Instagram. So Janelle, why don't you share, how did you hear about our project and uh, what inspired you to share your story? Yes. So it is true. I use like a fake Instagram to find y'all. 
So on my original Instagram, I started feeling like all the content that I had was just like my personal friends and my personal family. And I wanted to find a way to still see all the content that I wanted to see that I knew Instagram had without filtering out my friends and family. So I created a fake Instagram and I started following accounts that just inspired me or things that I was interested in being involved in. So if that meant like following more dance videos or finding psychologists who had inspiring quotes up on their Instagram account. And then I was like, oh, well, you know, I've always really wanted to get involved in my like community. And so I started following just a bunch of like Philippinex creatives and just kind of went through that rabbit hole of whoever they were suggesting to follow. And at some point, your guys' Instagram pulled up. So I feel like I found you very similarly to how most people find you. You just kind of start following people and then that's kind of how you end up there. So I clicked on your profile and saw that y'all had a podcast. And at the time, I was really, really into podcasts because I was doing a lot of long drives for my job. So I listened to the first one and then I just listened to all of them in like two days. So that's how I found you guys. And it was really special to me because I was listening to a different podcast that was interviewing different celebrities and I was really enjoying like seeing how people are just human and how they go about their day. But I was enjoying your guys' podcast better because I was seeing people who looked like me and were having similar backgrounds as myself. And so I felt like it was important for me to share my own story, not just because like it's unique and different, but because this project has meant a lot to me and I want to kind of show other people that is like representation is really important and that you're just as important as the next person who shares their story because I started feeling like there were dreams that were unattainable for myself because of who I am and because I'm Filipina and all that. So being able to hear other people's stories, it was nice to see like me as like a hero because I was seeing other people's stories and there were other Filipinas who were doing things that I thought were impossible for me to do at some point in my life. So it was nice. Wow, that's incredible. And I feel like you are the record breaker or you've set the bar (laughs) for anyone who listens to the show. So if any of our listeners are listening and you were able to listen to our entire show in two days or less, let us know. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Who can talk that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's funny because like I had told myself like last holidays or the past holidays that I was going to do something similar and I just couldn't do it. I think because I've just like edited the shows and like listened to them so much that, you know, to binge listen to them, I just didn't have it in me. So I just want to apply you, Janelle, I think for setting the record <laughs> for going, listening to our show the fastest uh, at two times the speed from what I recall. And also just feeling responsible for showing representation because of what this project has done for you. So I applaud you and I appreciate you joining us and contributing to the project. Yes. Well, I appreciate y'all for having this platform. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fun. We're, we're having a fun time, right, Nani? <laughs> Yeah, well, let's go ahead and really talk about a little bit about your family background, Janelle. Our project is really dedicated to individuals who live or have lived in America that are of Filipino descent and identify as female or pronouns she, her. And we also have open space for those who identify as non-binary. So I'd love for you to share with us why you identify as a Filipino American woman. So a big identifier for myself is that I was the first person on both sides of my family. So my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family to be born in America. So I feel like I was given like this added pressure to show that the American dream was worth it because Mm. I was the first person here. I was pretty fortunate to be born like here in America. So I'm pretty excited about that. But I was born into a two bedroom home in Daly City. And we were just kind of in a home with a bunch of other family members who had just done the move to America and were trying to settle themselves as well. So even though my parents were struggling in the beginning, I do know that I always had like food on the table and it never felt like I was struggling because I was surrounded by my aunts and my uncles and my cousins. It kind of just felt fun when I was growing up. So we did end up moving around a lot in the Bay Area just because it's the Bay Area and rent's expensive. So 
I did the move within like Daly City, South San Francisco, Mountain View, San Jose. And then eventually in 2004, my parents made the move to Tracy, California, which give or take is about two hours away from the Bay Area. And we were fortunate enough to have a house in Tracy. At that point in my life, my younger brother was born. So we're almost nine years apart. Mm. And my brother and I grew up very differently. And that has been and continues to be something that I'm starting to realize the older that I get. Because by the time my brother was around, my parents weren't struggling anymore. They had stable jobs. We had a home. And all of those are very like non-reality things to my, all of the struggles, sorry, excuse me, all the struggles that we had are things that my brother didn't have to grow up with. So that's kind of been something the older that I've gotten that I've realized are very different about us. My mom and my dad are both from the Philippines. And after all the years of struggling in America, my mom's been working at Stanford for as long as I can really remember. And my dad is a engineer in Silicon Valley. So my parents have been commuting from Tracy to the Bay Area since 2004. And the older that I get, and I realize that my commute to work is only three minutes, I have grown to really appreciate the sacrifices that they made for me and my brother so we could grow up the way that we did in a neighborhood where we could just bike around until like 11 o'clock and them not having to worry about us. So yeah, that's kind of how I grew up and ended up where I am. I definitely have to give it to the parents who have to commute that much. I think for my mom, I mean, for her, her commute isn't too bad. It's like 20, I, I think it's like, I'm trying to think about it. Like maybe it's like 30 to 45 minutes, give or take, depending on like what time she leaves or she chooses to like carpool with people or her coworkers. But for me, I was thinking about like when I grew up, my mom was um, always commuting or she was always gone. And so part of why I became a work at home professionals because I didn't want to do that. You know, I didn't want to commute and not be there for like my future kids. I don't have kids yet, but you know, my future family and stuff like that. And so I just, you just got to give it to the parents who make that kind of sacrifice. And I feel like I can understand what you're talking about with your brother because I have an older brother and I'm a middle child and my sister is five years younger. And I feel like when she entered the world, she didn't have to go through the same expectations that my brother and I had. And she actually grew up with a single, with my mom essentially being a single parent because we lost my dad when she was five years old. So she didn't remember that. But it's interesting because I feel like I grew up with all this like trauma. (laughs) And I feel like my sister is just this like polished, like innocent. I mean, she's not like 100% innocent. But you know, she she definitely had lived a different lifestyle than my brother and I so much that when at 18, she was the first to leave the house and travel the world and do all these things. And so I can only imagine that it must be interesting to like see the difference between like you and your brother. But anyway, kudos to the parents out there. And I feel like I can relate to possibly your relationship relationship with your brother and how he was like raised differently. All right, Jenny was here jumping into the middle of our show as I always do to remind you why this show is possible. So you know, at the end of every episode, I tend to say, if you didn't catch our guest contact info, don't worry, we'll have those in the show notes. Check them out. I work so hard on them. You're welcome. Well, it's been brought to my attention that our show notes are not as easy to find as I thought which is why starting summer 2020, the Filipino American Woman Project is proud to be partnering with Captivate, the world's only growth-oriented podcast host. Captivate is created for independent podcasters, designed from day one to help you to focus on audience growth and the expansion of your audio influence. One way that Captivate makes our lives easier as independent podcasters is by taking the guesswork out of making a website for your show. That's right, a website for your show. So listeners, starting summer 2020, finding our show notes will be so much easier. All thanks to Captivate. You're welcome, as always. If you're about to start podcasting or are getting burnt out from all the extra work of producing one, like building a website, consider a seven-day free trial, that's right, free, with Captivate by visiting thephilamwoman.com. That's the philam, short for filipinoamericanwoman.com. Or, you know, check out our show notes in the meantime, which is in the details section of each episode. Once again, you can visit thefillonwoman.com or visit the details section of this episode.
Yeah. Well, I mean, the biggest thing that I'm noticing, my brother's a senior in high school right now. So he's like thinking about where he's going to go to college. And he is like, I want to go as far away as possible for college. And I remember when I was choosing my university, I I initially was like, I want to go far away. But then I remember being like, oh, but I have a responsibility to like be near my family and like making sure that they're okay. So like, that's one of the biggest things that I've like very recently have noticed is very different about our upbringing. That's like showcasing itself in our decisions. Yeah. I think that if you have had a stable upbringing, that seems to be a common theme. Like if you had a stable upbringing, by the time you're 18, you just want to go as far away as possible. (laughs) My mom lives in, lives in Chula Vista, California. I still lives there. And my brother and I would drive 20 minutes to go to college, like at San Diego State. So we actually commuted. We never, we never like dormed or anything. And same thing for you. It's like I had felt that personal responsibility to be close to home. I heard Nani there for a second. Did you have something you want to add? Yeah, I mean, when you were talking about how that's really becoming evident in like the decisions that your brother is making now, and you're realizing that your thought processes are just different, like you instinctively were just like, oh, I need to stay close to home because I need to be around the family. That's just kind of built into your mindset where what I think you're trying to say about your brother is like, when considering where he wants to go, that's not even a part of his thought process. Like that's not even you know, a part of his initial desire, you know? You're right. Because when I was thinking about, like, helping him through the thought process of, like, where are you going to go? What do you want to do? It even showcased itself with, like, what he wanted to major in, right? Because when I was thinking about what I wanted to major in, I had the very, like, typical thought process of, like, okay, I need to have a stable job. So why don't I think about, like, nursing? Or why don't I go into biology? And Ultimately, that isn't what I ended up graduating with, whereas my brother's like, I want to do political science or philosophy because I think it'll be fun to major in. And those are just like such privileges that I'm like, so interesting how like nine years can like really change perspective for someone given that we have like the same parents, but the way that we were raised was very drastically different because of the work that my parents put in having to live here in America. Yeah, I could definitely understand that. And like thinking when my sister wanted to go to Santa Barbara, which is like, I don't know how many hours away that is. It's like a lot of hours, like six, eight hours <laughs> away from like San Diego. <laughs> it was far to me at least. And and it was interesting because I know my mom had tried to convince her to like stay home, but I remember I was very adamant and and telling her like, you should go like go because you want to like, there's no reason for you to stay here. Not that I don't want you but like, you don't have a reason to take care of the household, you don't have responsibilities here. And I say that in like in the most positive way, you know, so it's very interesting that you see that in your brother, because I can see that in my sister. I think also it speaks to like more than anything, like the growth that your parents made within that time difference, you know, like nine years Mm -hmm. is a long time. And they probably learned a lot of lessons, you know, with you. And by nature, with your second kid, you always are a little bit more comfortable and you know what you're doing and you're just a little bit more like intuitive with the whole parenting thing. And so I think that it also speaks to that when there's big age differences between siblings, like it it really speaks to what was going on in the parent's life, you know, between that time. Very true. (laughs) I was just telling this to someone the other day. But I I feel like I've always envied younger siblings or only children because I feel like they've had the least struggle growing up. Like they had the most comfort. So much that I realize a lot of the people in my dating life (laughs) have been (laughs) younger siblings of some sort. Like I remember my, my college sweetheart was like him and his sister were like 10 years apart almost. I think nine, 10 years apart. And then I think about the other people I had dated. (laughs) And then even now with my husband, he's like the youngest of three. And I'm just thinking like, man, what is up with me? Like, it's like I have this like love-hate relationship with like younger siblings or like only children. And anyway, I don't know. I'm just like thinking out loud right now and like how I have that odd attraction toward them. Empathy by nature. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that was completely off topic. No, no, wait. No, because I I do the same exact thing. (laughs) Really? So I wonder if there's something there because my ex-boyfriend and my current boyfriend are all the youngest siblings. (laughs) So crazy. And I think of like, yeah, I I feel like my close friends are either like the youngest or only children or like sometimes they are the oldest. Like my best friend, he's like the eldest. But yeah, it is kind of interesting how like I remember one time I was like, 
like when I was dating my husband. And then later, I found out that he was the youngest of three. And I was like, Oh, my God, this makes so much sense. I was like, I just seem to be attracted to these type of people. Like, I don't know why I just am. But yeah, I guess that's just a a big compliment to my sister and how much I love her and how much I adore her and how proud I am of her like so much that I guess I attract that in my life. Anyway, not talking to a therapist right now. We are moving forward. (laughs) So Janelle, for people that are getting to know you for the first time, I know that we are going through the coronavirus thing right now. We're all in quarantine right now. The pandemic. Thank you, Nani. But why don't you share a snapshot of your life today? You know, maybe like pre-quarantine and more importantly, what keeps you busy and most excited about life nowadays? Yeah, it's kind of a strange question to ask with the pandemic going on. But the last time we saw each other in December, I was working as the assistant director for undergraduate admissions. But since then, I've switched jobs, actually. So I'm still at the same university because I am working on my master's of business administration there. And I've just like found that it's really convenient to work at the same place as I'm learning. So I'm currently working as the assistant to the dean of the university now. And it was a huge decision for me to make. But I was really starting to feel like my career was like taking over my identity. Mm. Felt like day in and day out, like all I was thinking about was all the students that I needed to take care of and what my next like thing that I needed to do. And I kind of just felt like I was like losing myself in the process. But at the same time, I was like, I love my job and I've worked so hard to be here. So it was a really hard decision to make. But the environment that I was in just wasn't best. I had a pretty like toxic boss and mm. I had to like really step back and take my like mental health into consideration despite loving the students that I was working with and loving the work that I was doing found myself really convincing myself like oh it's fine like the good is outweighing the bad in this situation so honestly it was a decision I should have made sooner but something about the break and Again, I want to emphasize how much like this podcast has really like helped shape my mindset because after listening to all the podcasts and then having that conversation with y'all, I think it made the decision a little bit easier for me to realize that I really do need to do things for myself. And I'm really happy that I did because this new job challenges me in a really, really different way. And I am working and supporting faculty, staff and students who are in the liberal arts an education world. So they're the students who are following the more quote unquote like art teenagers. So our dance students, our communication students, our psychology students, music students, all of those kind of majors that aren't like typically seen as like going into nursing or accounting or things like that. So it's been fun and exciting. And my new boss is amazing. And I know I've said this like 5,000 times, but really like listening to the podcast and hearing people make like career changes and doing things that are like good for them was really helpful because I was really starting to believe that like working day in and day out was like a norm and like oh everybody has toxic bosses but that's like really not the case so I told myself that because I made this major decision that 2020 was going to be like my year like this is the year I'm going to find me again Mm. and the podcast really like catapulted that for me because it was really encouraging to hear people follow their dreams so I like went back to the gym which I like haven't done in forever I started like watching movies all by myself and binge watching reality tv shows and picking up books that have just been like collecting dust and journaling and all that kind of stuff so it's kind of weird that the coronavirus pandemic happened because weirdly, although it has been really hard to deal with, it's giving me time and space to do what I said I was going to do in the beginning of the year. Mm. That's where I'm at. So although this has been really, really hard for me, like emotionally, I have been able to do a lot of those things that I'm like, I'm going to find me again and figure out what excites me and makes me happy. So I've had a lot of time to be able to do that. And I'm sure I'll have more time to do that for as long as this pandemic lasts. Wow. I love that you had said all that. And it's truly an honor that Nani and I have, and, and everyone that we've interviewed on our show, have been part of your journey to you know, really take chances on yourself and focus on you again. 
I think we have not had that kind of feedback before to where we recognize like the impact that we have. And so thank you so much for sharing that our podcast gave you strength to quit your toxic job and help you realize that that kind of working dynamic is not actually normal. (laughs) I can totally relate to that. That's been basically my experience in the professional workplace is just toxic boss after toxic boss after toxic boss. And so that has also been a struggle of mine as well that this podcast has helped me through and to help me realize that that's not normal. So I love that it also has that impact on you like as a listener. That's really powerful. And also that it's motivated you to do things like journal and pick up books that you haven't looked at in a while and basically just follow through with your New Year's resolutions because how often do we do that? (laughs) Right. So maybe that is like the blessing in disguise here with this pandemic is, you know, once you stop freaking out, go back, like, what were you focusing on? What are you trying to get done? Like, this is the time to put in that work. Right. I feel like having you on the show, Janelle, it's like the ultimate five-star review. Because it's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have I love our five-star reviews. I'm extremely grateful. I'm grateful that no one has like rated us less than that yet. And I don't want to encourage anyone to do that. If you have anything to say, just message me directly. <laughs> you can, if you, you can text us. Yeah, you uh, can. T- yes, we have a number yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, no, we have... Yeah, we do have a phone number now. Four eight four Tifa. Yes, yeah. Say say that one more time for for our listeners because we do have a phone number now. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> we do have a phone number. You can call or you can leave us a voice message or you can text us at four one five four eight four Tifa. That's okay, eight three two nine. Cool. 8329. It's just great to hear that we've been a part of your journey. And it's people like you that give us more conviction and a sense of responsibility to keep doing the show, which is why we're taking a break in the spring. You know, for me, I'm saying we're slowing down to speed up because Nani and I have a lot of plans and exciting things for the new season. But we definitely need the time to like unplug from all the amazing interviews that we've done to really like take a step back and see like, okay, how are we going to take the show? to the next level because clearly it's been impacting people. I mean, we have countless of love letters from our listeners on how much the show has influenced them in such a positive way. And so to have you join us as a listener, it's just an honor, really. I'm curious if there are any episodes or any uh, particular interviews that had stood out to you the most that you'd like to give a shout out to. I just want to be like, all of them. (laughs) It... (laughs) Because it it really is, like, there's a lot of, like, media on people changing their lives or following their dreams or doing things for them. But it's never someone that, like, looks like us or represents us. And I think it's really hard to find that regularly unless you're finding that niche, right? Which, Mm. like, a lot of people on this podcast have been finding that niche through just, like, really running through that rabbit hole of Instagram profiles to follow. But if you're not looking for it, then it's hard to find and you don't have it. So there was something just like so uplifting about stumbling upon this podcast to be like, oh my gosh, there are people who are like me and look like me and have similar backgrounds as me who are going off and doing all these things. And I mentioned it in our live taping in December, but the university that I attended was so heavily like nursing students and every like Filipina friend that I had was a nursing major and I wasn't. So it was like incredibly, it, it was like so apparent to me that I like didn't take the quote unquote like normal route that I felt like I should have taken. And then all of my friends that I've grown up with did that same route too. So it was starting to get like overwhelming and I started feeling like guilty that I didn't do that route, you know, Mm. and like, Oh, maybe I did something wrong or maybe something's wrong with me that I like wasn't into it or that wasn't for me. So yeah, I mean, as much as I want to say like, yes, there was a particular one. I think it was just like the whole experience of hearing multiple different voices saying like, this is what I'm doing in my daily life. And even with the like one nursing episode that we have, how different that nursing journey has been from everyone else's that I've heard. So 
it's really been like everyone's and the encompassing of all of the stories in one area to know that there are different paths in life. And it's, it's okay to take that journey, no matter where you are. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, that was Alyssa, who was the the nursepreneur, I think is what she is how yes. she defines herself. <laughs> I was like, yes, that's I've never heard that before. I love it. <laughs> That's so cool. And I love that you're giving credit to everyone because really, I think everyone we've interviewed on the show are trailblazers in their own way. I don't think there's one person that has said that, oh yeah, like I'm doing like what every other Filipino is doing. It's more like, no, I'm, I'm in a white dominated industry. Like, you know, you hear that so often on our show, but not enough in society. So it's really cool that we have had the fortune to curate all their stories on our show. So, so yeah, so shout out to everyone, all of our <laughs> guests that's been on our show. It's because of all of you that Janelle is joining us today, you know, to say thank you and share her testimonial (laughs) and what she's doing for herself today. Hey, everyone. Jen Amos, again, taking the time to say thank you in advance for supporting our ability to share your stories by listening to our ads. As more of us have no choice but to work from home, one problem is becoming apparent. Focus. How do you focus when you, one never worked from home, two, are reminded why you've never worked from home, and three, you need to figure out how to make it work anyway. Well, comes in my favorite music app that I've personally been using since 2017, Focus at Will. Neuroscientists have recently discovered that certain types of personalized music can help you focus, reduce distractions, and maintain productivity when working and studying. Focus at Will's exclusive instrumental music library keeps your mind from avoiding two undesirable traits, distraction and habituation. Distraction can be a result of anything in the day-to-day life, while habituation stems out of being bored with your surroundings or the task at hand. The music at Focus at Will is crafted to balance your mind between distraction and habituation, keeping you focused on your work. Focus at Will studies reveal a 200 to 400% increase in focus time with their most active users, including myself. Sign up for a one-week free trial, that's right, one week free, today by visiting thephilamwoman.com. That's thephilam, philam, which is short for Filipino-American, woman.com. Or check out our show notes, which is in the details section of this episode. Once again, you can visit thephilamwoman.com to get your one-week trial of Focus at Will or visit the detail section of this episode. I do have a question for you, Janelle. At the time we met, you were a student advisor for a Filipino organization at your university. And I'm curious if you are still doing that. Yes. Yeah. So I changed my role, but I'm still at the same university. So I'm still an advisor for all of them and their clubs. It's been a really rough semester with the pandemic because they are most likely not going to be able to do their PCN this year, which is like a huge mm. deal and yeah. they're like senior graduation. So I've been reaching out to like the student leaders of the group and we're all trying to come up with creative ways to stay connected with everybody during the pandemic since we're all not here on campus. So that has been really challenging for me and has kind of been on my mind. Like, what is it that we can and can't do? But we have all reminded ourselves, or I try to constantly remind them that we've got generations of courage behind us, right? People who have shown us like how to be resilient and to rise above anything. And if they can do it, we can too. This is like, it feels like forever, but we will take it day by day. So we're trying to be creative about how we're going to stay connected through this semester because it's, it's been rough. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know one of my girlfriends, uh, she works in higher education as well. And she has a lot of students that are, you know, people of color who are not going to be walking this year because of the pandemic. Like, and a lot of them are first generation students, like graduating, you know, for the first time out of their entire family. So it is quite interesting and sad, you know, that there's a lot of 
big things, a lot of big celebrations that we're all going to miss out on. And PCN was a big thing for me when I was in college. Like almost every year, I was either acting or involved or I ran a PCN. (laughs) And so I can only imagine like how difficult that is for the students who work so hard. Because at least for us at San Diego State, it was like a year-long commitment to get that show going. And for me, it took even longer because I I had the dream when I was like a sophomore that I was going to be this FCN or this PCN coordinator. And so I thought about it for a while. But yeah, I could just imagine like as a community or as an organization, like how heartbreaking that can be. But, you know, I think in any type of situation like this, although this doesn't happen very often, it really is an opportunity for all of us to be creative together. And it sounds like that's what you and the students are and faculty are doing. Yeah, we're trying our best. But I mean, you're right. A lot of the things that they're working up for years and years and years of hard work, right? Mm -hmm. So we're trying to be sacred about that and recognizing that it isn't just like one night or one stage crossing. So it's been on all of our minds. It's rough. I mean, obviously, I can't like ask the pandemic to be during a different time, but it is hard that it is during the spring semester. Yeah, for sure. And just want to acknowledge how difficult it probably is to find ways to, you know, replace events like that with virtual alternative options, because those experiences are so much about what you get, like by physically being there (laughs) and all the things that you get to sense while you're there. So I'd be interested to see what you guys come up with as an online alternative if such a thing exists. <laughs> I am also very curious to see what happens. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, Janelle, thank you so much for giving us a snapshot of your life or really uh, th- this year <laughs> today. Um, and since we last talked, I want to go ahead and get into uh, one of my most favorite questions, the final question <laughs> of the show, which is a life lesson. Because part of this project, the goal is to put together a book where we collect life lessons and stories told by Filipino-American women. So I'm curious if there is a life lesson or a mantra or a quote that you live by. And if so, what is the origin of that quote? Like, What inspired you to say, like, this is my mantra, this is my quote that I stand by? Yeah. So mine is to be kind to yourself. I am a very, very emotional person. Like talk to any of my friends, I am the first to cry in a movie or when I'm watching TV or a commercial. Like that is me, you know? Yeah, Um, it's sensitive. (laughs) Right. And I feel like growing up, we're like told to like hide our emotions and like that it's like a sign of weakness. And the older that I've gotten, I've just kind of been trying to remind myself to be kind to myself, especially when it comes to the thoughts and feelings that I am feeling or thinking about, right? That it's, it's okay to feel those feelings and it's okay to think those thoughts as long as it's not like detrimental to my day-to-day life. And so I, I find myself crying a little bit more these days and just feeling my feelings and allowing like the roller coaster emotions to happen. And I feel like it happened as soon as I like walked out of my parents' house. Like once I left for college, suddenly like all these emotions that I felt like I was suppressing because I like wanted to look strong and didn't want to like appear weak to my family and to my brother, that it was really hard for me to navigate all of that. And as soon as I like started talking to a mentor about all of it, she was like, listen, you just got to be kind to yourself. And I was like, you're right. I do need to just be kind to myself. Like, it's okay that I feel things more than the next person and to roll with it because eventually it could be like your superpower, you know? Oh, I absolutely agree. I really identify as an empath and a highly sensitive person. And I will cry on cue if you let me. (laughs) I remember like when my college sweetheart and I like broke up, we were together for six years. And I always wonder if any of my friends from college like listen to the show because I like air out a lot of dirty laundry on the show. But anyway, I just remember around that time, that's when I really started to just like cry a lot. Like I just started to allow myself to cry. And I remember I was talking to this relationship coach. I didn't hire her, but she had like this free download that I could read. <laughs> and we were, cool. we were like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if she's still in business. That was like years ago. But, you know, I remember we were talking on the phone and she said like, 
you know, this is a time for you to be kind and gentle to yourself and patient and, you know, grateful and graceful and, you know, give yourself grace because like you're going to feel all these strong feelings and it's okay to feel that way. And that kind of just set me on this path of like, oh, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be emotional. And just like what you said, Janelle, like it's a superpower because I think that once you really like let all that out. Also, I remember I was part of this spiritual coaching program for a year. And the way that they describe that as emotional voltage, where like you just kind of erupt and you just start crying. And a lot of it has come from the fact that you had to compress that like for so long. And um, when it starts to erupt, when you have that emotional voltage, it's okay. Like you want to let it out as much as possible because that's not going to be forever. Like one day you're not going to be blowing up that often. And once you get to that point, at least for me, it had given me a better, like a deeper appreciation for myself and like a deeper understanding and level of patience for like other people. And I'd like to believe that's why people like me. (laughs) Like one of my girlfriends like has recently gone through a breakup, but I was with her for the two, three years that she was going through this like roller coaster of a relationship. And one thing that she says to me is that, One thing I love about talking to you is that you always bring me back to this calm state. Like I feel comfortable and I feel validated. And I was like, girl, because I get it. Like I've been there, (laughs) you know, like it's hard. And and like we need to stop shaming each other for being like for finding ourselves in these toxic relationships. Like it's not like you wake up one day and it's like, I'm going to be in a toxic relationship. You know, it's like, no, (laughs) it takes time for that to develop. Like you don't fall into that. You don't sign up for that. It just happens. And so going back to just like, you know, when we get to a place where your emotions start coming out the way that they do, just to say like, hey, that's okay. That's completely normal. Like the reason why you're breaking down now is because you were strong for so long. And now you're in a place where it's okay to do that. Like you're in a safe place now to just, you know, like forgive and let go. And and there's something beautiful that's going to come out of that. So I'm just like over elaborating on this because I think on the show, one of the big things we talk about often is mental health, because we don't talk about that in our community. And I think on top of that, we don't talk about our emotions enough. And so I just want to applaud you for uh, sharing all of this and sharing your life lesson with us, and that your feelings are valid. And it's completely okay to cry a lot, (laughs) or be emotional or like watch a chick flick and just get emotional over like some, you know, romantic story going on. Um, And uh, it's okay, like it's 100% okay, because you can't control your feelings, you know, but the last thing you want to do is like shame yourself for feeling the way that you do. Yes, I had an experience with one of my ex-boyfriends. And I really like can't even tell you how the like sequence of events happened. But I was like crying in front of his mom. And she was like, you shouldn't cry like that. Like people should never see you cry like in front of people like that. And I was like, that's not helpful to this situation at all. <laughs> right, like I that's should, like, probably not what to, I like, want to hear. <laughs> yeah, like I should be able to cry and handle this and then like get back up my feet and do it again. But like I super attest to everything that you said. I also think that it's important for us to know that it's okay to, to feel powerful in situations and feel like strong in situations, that it's, it's not okay to like have those feelings also. If you're in a situation where you're like, I feel great, like with that too you know Mm -hmm. because we don't give ourselves enough grace to feel good about things that we do either so true so true it's like when you finally feel success you have like this imposter syndrome like i don't deserve this right (laughs) like like you totally deserve it you totally deserve it (laughs) absolutely someone out there is very proud of you i promise Yes. Yeah. And you're still powerful. Even when you're crying, you just are yes. human. I appreciate people who are really highly sensitive people like we are and can acknowledge that. Um, because like you said, it, that's difficult to do in public spaces or even in spaces with your own loved ones and closest family members. That's extremely hard to let your guard down and just wear all those emotions on your sleeve and be authentically yourself because we have been conditioned to hide that. And when it does come out, we've been conditioned that it's bad for it to come out and that people will judge us just like that conversation you described with your ex's mom. That is like the highlight of the problem in our community, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we have to break that somehow. And so I love that that was your lesson that you wanted to share with us. That's really powerful. 
Well, Janelle, this has been an incredible conversation today and also just a wonderful opportunity to catch up with you and all the amazing things you're doing and to know how much the show has impacted you and more importantly, what you've done as a result of listening to the show. So it's just, it's cool. You know, it's just a matter of months yeah. uh, to see your personal growth and, and I'm just honored to witness it. So thank you for that. Thank you for giving us that opportunity to witness your growth. So with that said, we're wrapping up. <laughs> and for people that are interested in learning more about you, Janelle, and or even just wanting to reach out, how can they get a hold of you? I am on Instagram more than I want to admit at this moment because of the quarantine. <laughs> so that is probably the best place to get a hold of me. Um, and it's at original. So O-R-I-G. J-A-N-N-E-L, original. Hold up. Is that the Insta or is that your real Insta? That's my real one. Okay. (laughs) Just making sure. (laughs) My real one. Oh, I wanted to comment on that, by the way, with like creating a Finsta, you know, versus like your Insta. Because like, you know, I was thinking even with my own personal Instagram account, like in the recent weeks, I gained like, I gained like, I think three, 400 new followers on there. Like I'm like, my Instagram account was like, I mean, it was like nothing though. It was just, it was just me. But like when, when I started to get more followers, I was like, oh my God, like, should I clean this up? You know, like, and so I think sometime last year or almost a year ago, I actually deleted like over a thousand photos on my personal Instagram account. I didn't realize you could archive your pictures. So I was like, oh, (laughs) had I known, but I did download them at least, you know, before I deleted everything. So I still have those memories. But one thing that I've started to do in the recent months is really follow a lot of like, you know, positive, like mental health related accounts so that like when I am feeling sad, I just, you know, scroll through my feed. And before you know it, I'm like resharing five quotes, you know, five, six different quotes from different accounts. But I I totally understand that, like, you know, maybe not wanting to like mix up your interests with your family and friends, like in your feed. And I tried doing that with like my other Instagram account, but I just don't go on that other Instagram account. So I (laughs) I had to like (laughs) learn to like, like find a way to sort that out of my own account. But yeah. Yeah, I, I created my Instagram for the same reason. I mean, mine was attached to my blog, which I've, you know, redone a million times. But I essentially used that Instagram account to explore things, like you said, outside of my personal life, like my friends and family. Like it was what I used to explore this community and learning more about my heritage and things like that. That for whatever reason, it just feels too vulnerable to do it on like your real page, at least for me, that was my reasoning. And so that kind of ties in to what we were just talking about, about just feeling the feels that you have and embracing them and welcoming them and not judging them and just letting yourself feel them and ride that roller coaster. And I get why like you and I have created separate accounts so that we can like air that out and do that without people's, you know, two cents on it. But I also think it's really important at some point. And for me, I'm not at this point yet. But at some point, I would love to like merge those two worlds and just be authentically me around whoever it is that's watching, you know? Yes. So that's the goal. Yes, Yes, that's also the goal here. But I definitely am not quite there yet. And then like on a less serious note I just I don't know how the algorithm of Instagram works at all so I'm like if I follow all these random accounts I'm like scared that I'm gonna lose my friend and family content Mm. oh right (laughs) that's also a good excuse (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the other lesson of today is that sometimes you have to be fake to find yourself Oh, I like that. (laughs) Sometimes you need to have a fake account to find yourself. And hey, that's okay. Like that is 100% okay. Like whatever you need to do to find yourself. It's not like, you know, once we become adults, we just like stay at home and continue to want to learn from our family. You know, I think maybe back in the day, if you're a farmer, like that would make sense. But yeah, like this is our way of going to college, you know, just just with a, a different Instagram account. Interesting. Like, how do you guys compare that to like someone who's just straight up catfishing? Oh, you know what I mean? I mean, maybe not like like on a um, like I still upload pictures of myself and everything, but 
okay, I guess it's different. It's I think different. it just Dennis depends. That yeah. <laughs> I, like, I think it just depends on like the intent. It's like, if you're just going to like right. be a troll, you know, or you're going to harass people, yeah, then like true. very quickly, someone's going to report you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And in regards to like, you know, combining your worlds, I've recently, like I was doing this, (laughs) I was doing like this poll on my Insta stories of like, who's still on Facebook, you know, because I haven't been active on Facebook in like quite a while. And it turns out that like 90% of my friends that like voted, like are still active on Facebook. So I think I've decided that I'm going to get back on there. And it's really interesting for me because it's like, I have just like, everyone on there. And it's like, you know, my mom's on there, my mother-in-law's on there, you know, like my in-laws are on there, you know, my family from the Philippines are on there, my colleagues are on there. Like, it's just like everyone's on there. And I've recently started like, posting again. But even then I find myself like hiding post after a while because I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like I, I didn't realize like so and so was still following me. <laughs> so I'm I'm working through that right now. Yeah, that's been an interesting experience. It's kind of like coming back. It's like it's like going back to your high school reunion, you know, and you're just like, uh, like, so who's who's around? Like, what's up with you? You know, and like, who's been following me all these years? Okay, anyway, that's it. So with that said, if anyone is interested, and getting a hold of Janelle. Her Instagram account is Originelle. And yes, that's her real Instagram account. And if you do not know how to spell that, don't worry. That'll be in our show notes. As always, you're welcome. And 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 coming uh, summer 2020, for those who still are having a difficult time finding the show notes, which is typically in the details of each episode that you listen to. But if you can't find it, no big deal because for summer 2020, we are coming out with a website. So really stoked about that. And hopefully, Hopefully that'll make everyone's lives easier and make us look a little bit more legit. <laughs> um, I'm so excited. Oh my God. Don't add that pressure on me. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna, I'm just going to say it's going to be functional. It's going to be functional. It's going to be mobile friendly. It's, it's going to be, it's going to serve its purpose. It's not going to be like, basic. yeah, exactly. It's not going to be like the most magical thing you've seen in the world, but it'll be there. Like, <laughs> or maybe so. it will be, Jen. Don't underestimate us. Well, I, I'd like to under deliver. What is it? Over under promise and over deliver. So over deliver. Yeah, customer yeah. service. Yeah. So let me hopefully accomplish that by summer twenty twenty. <laughs> Okay, fingers crossed. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Danelle, again for joining us. And Nani, thank you so much for co-hosting with me as always. Thank you for having me as always. Yes. And to our listeners, we just want to thank you so much for listening to us. We will have one or two more episodes after this before we officially, officially wrap the season. But yeah, I want to personally thank you, Janelle, for being the last but not least uh, guest on our show. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, yeah. With that said, to our listeners as well, thank you so much for being part of our journey in the almost the last year. We are so excited for what's to come next. But until then, we look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Bye, guys. Bye.